Welcome to episode number 260, The Servant Leader. This is the Rotated Views Podcast with Jimmy Lee and the crew, giving you life from various perspectives. Welcome to our level. We hope you enjoy the views. Brought to you by the Blessed Lifestyle brand. Visit bl3ssed.com to get blessed. Also sponsored by The Motivation Files Unleashed. This motivational mixtape will be your fuel for success. Available on all platforms. All right, you are now tuned in to the Rotated Views Podcast. I am your host, Jimmy Lee Velez. I'm here with Goose and Gabe. The servant leader in this episode, the crew covers topics that range from leadership mentality and attitude, influences and environment, power versus authority, love and much more. We wrap the episode up with quotes from Dale Carnegie and Ralph Waldo Emerson. Guys, if you're new, thank you for joining us. Don't forget to download and subscribe. We drop a new episode every Tuesday morning for your listening pleasure. Kicking things off, gentlemen. All right, so uh, so basically, we want to uh, jump right into a, a book titled uh, "The Servant Leader." Uh, so t- the actual title is "The Servant: A Simple Story About the True Essence of Leadership" by James C. Hunter. Now, this book is very significant. A lot of uh, organizations use it um, to uh, for their leadership teams to uh, kind of get them in the same thinking direction slash mentality um, on how to properly serve your people um, in the most effective and efficient way with three million copies in print. So um, this stuff works, Hmm. right? Uh, and and listen. So there's a there's a there's a ton of information uh, in this book that are useful for both uh, personal and professional um, growth, but um, and a ton of concepts. We're just going to focus on a few uh, highlighted ones that you know stuck out to me. I've read the book three times, three and a half times uh, within the last month, and so I really wanted to digest it. Um, it was given to me as a gift. And I took that gift seriously, especially for personal growth. And um, so these are some of the lessons I learned and some of the key things I, 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 I highlighted. And I want to kind of bounce the ideas off the, uh, the gentleman here. Mm. All right. So, uh, so and, and they're very general concepts and we can elaborate on them ourselves. So one of the first things it talks about is having old paradigms and how old paradigms can drag us down. Um, and, and so basically, since this is talking about an organization, it's talking about how old paradigms, basically how factories and organizations were ran back in the day are not nearly as effective. Um, maybe like the methodologies are not as nearly sure. as effective as they once were. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, the workforce has totally changed, yep. right? How we approach the workforce and how we visualize the workforce, how we... Uh, you know, maintain the workforce and everything that comes uh, with it, including engagement, is totally different. I mean, I think about, uh, you know, the work stories my grandfather would come home and tell us uh, when we, you know, my grandmother was watching um, us and, and, you know, like the conditions that they're working under versus, Mm -hmm. you know, conditions maybe now someone in the same position is working under. Um, The economy was totally different 30, 40 years ago as well. Um, and so, uh, and what we learned about human uh, potential, human growth uh, habits that people have is 
wildly different than again 30 40 years ago or maybe we understood we knew those concepts but we never really applied them yeah if that makes sense or and if an organization did it was at a very minimum um not because, many organizations well, the, yeah did. they weren't really pushing for those things amongst Correct. the general workforce right and i mean just think about the basic concept of human resources yeah um and 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 benefits right and so you can talk let's talk 100 years ago there one thousand percent was not a human resources department. Yeah. Maybe there's a person that you can go to that acted as a buffer yeah. between you yourself and the boss. Maybe, um, but in terms of more, an actual department, I highly doubt it. And it was probably more just like, oh, we need to have your W twos and stuff like more just handling yeah. that stuff. There wasn't really like, like um, like you said, the go betweens of like if there's issues with you and your boss. There's I don't think like you said, there's not really yeah. much of that stuff. No, it's kind of you I mean, dealt with it or you didn't. That's right, and and you know, and then it all kind of like I guess you know fast forward with um, workers realizing that, and then they yeah. started forming unions yes. um, and started fighting for the workers' rights, yeah. so to speak, um, and you know what conditions they can and or should operate under. Um, and, and what that should look like. And you fast forward to, again, 50, 70 years, whatever you want to call it. Um, the way, the, 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 the moral of the story is old paradigms are not working in today's environment. Yeah. Um, and we see it all the time. All of us have probably worked for somebody who who's probably stuck in that old way of conducting business. Sure. And we know it doesn't work. Um, and, and, uh, maybe it did work at one point and I believe it did work at one point, but it's just like not the most efficient. Yeah. It's outdated. Um, it's ineffective. Mm. Um, and, and you're going to have a workforce that's just not motivated. Mm. So the, you know, the first thing is working under old paradigms, leadership mentality. The intro made an amazing statement and it went, great organizations are a group of all leaders where everyone is taking personal responsibility for the success of the team and their individual influence on the customer and one another. Um, and when I read that, it's kind of a mouthful, but when I initially read that um, was everyone in the organization is taking ownership of their actual role, right? Um, you know, Goose, I think about the barbershop, these guys can individually run their own business in a sense that yeah. on his application, their customers can book their appointments mm. with their barber, right? And so they're running a mini business, sure. right? And they're contacting and communicating with their uh, clients um, over, the, uh, over their cell phone, messaging system, whatever it is. Um, the, for example, if someone's sick or needs to call out or has a doc's appointment, needs to reschedule things, they're kind of running it on their yeah. own within a larger business. Mm -hmm. um, but if everyone had that, I guess, mentality, um, what would your business then look like? Right? And I'm talking about on a much larger scale. If everyone mm. took actual responsibility for their own little tasks right, that they're given, if you look at the, the uh, roles and responsibilities of um, you know, a given um, uh, position for whatever system, whether you're in healthcare, yeah. whether you're in um, you know, uh, the barber beauty industry, it doesn't matter. If you look Retail? at someone's job description mm. and whatever that defined and the person truly operated within that, 
and you take that as your own response, what would that actually look like? The issue becomes, I believe the issue becomes is when you have a lazy worker or maybe someone who's just not motivated, they're not interested anymore in being productive or just doing the bare minimum, that's where all the issues actually lie. But if someone, if, if you did have a group of individuals who treated it their, who treated their positions like a small business? Yeah. What? How much different would everyone's you know oh, uh, yeah, outcome the, and and its success rate be? be? The most successful business ever. Well, <laughs> I mean, it'd be interesting to see. That's hyperbolic, but yeah, I mean, it would, it's you have to have yeah, a vested was, interest. Everyone yeah, has to have some level mm-hmm. of in, look. What is in it for them? Yeah. It's for them to because initially. Right, maybe later on down the road, twenty years, people understand that. Maybe in their career, they understand that. You know, it's going to be up to me to produce the best product, and I'm going to get my clientele is going to grow because of that. Yeah. But if someone's just starting out, how can you get them to think that way immediately, right off the bat? Hmm. And it should be because of experience. It should be based off. Let me get as as much experience sure. as, and almost trials and testing for themselves. This is what works. This is what does not work. Yeah. Um, and with the mindset of maybe eventually I'll have my own barbershop. Mm. Right. And and so, you know, the, the book is talking about t- everyone taking responsibility that even though they're all part of this huge company. Yeah. Their department down to their uh, uh, people who report to them. Um, down to their actual tasks and their responsibilities, what they individually were hired mm. for, to their workstation. And if everyone looked at their workstation, their desk, their machine, whatever is in front of you and where you operate from, what does that look like? Mm-hmm. And are you taking full advantage of the tools and resources that are given to you? Because, I mean, you, you, you know, there's people who had not maybe not the best tools in the industry and we're super productive and have a large clientele because sometimes it's not just the quality of haircut it's also the quality of the experience how are you talking to them you know how are you tapping into that relationship and building that rapport with them is just as important as the haircut itself yeah and that's Everyone always, like, I get questions asked all the time, like, oh, what kind of tools do you use? Do you have, like, whatever, like, and it's, for me, it's not what kind of tools you have. It's your techniques and your skill level, because I can have the best, the best, like, pair of scissors in the world, probably cost, you know, like, $10,000, and I can buy, I can have a $50 pair of uh, shears and do the same exact thing, and it'll come out just as as nice because of my technique, you know? So it's not all about, like, it is about the tools, but then it, it only the tools can only help you to a certain extent. Yeah. So it's, it's like same thing like Jordans. You see people wearing Jordans on their feet, but doesn't mean they're good basketball players. Sure. Yeah. You know, so it's like it, it's it, it only goes to like your tools. They say your tools are only as good as you are, but it, it can only go to a certain extent Cause, too. Because they're an extension of your own personal skill. Yes. So like if you have good tools, that means you have good quality stuff. You're, yeah. you're, you vest it in to what your, your craft is. Yes. But if you don't know how to use them, it's worthless. Exactly. So in, in taking that, for, for the workstation example, right, look at everyone's workstation. I'm not saying here at the barbershop. I'm saying where you operate, whatever mm-hmm. that is, mm-hmm. and whatever you consider a workstation. Everyone's workstations looks and appears something to be different, right? Sure. Whether it's a desk, whether it's a barber chair, mm-hmm. um, whether it's 
um, you know, a conveyor belt, whatever the heck is in front of you, how are you operating and what does that look like? And are you situating yourself, are you gathering yourself to be the most efficient and effective for that day? Hmm. Or is everything one big clutter? Or is everything just, you have no idea and you're totally disorganized, right? So, so me and you can have the same desk sure. and have the same items on it. But my items, let's just say, are all over the place and yeah. yours are individually like stacked and neatly placed and you know exactly yeah. where they are. Even if I had a clutter and I know quote exactly where everything are, I'm still have to fumble through things because sure. it's a mess. Yeah. Whereas you, even if it was a split second, you can grab that pen, you know exactly where it is. Yeah. You can, you know, grab the charger for your laptop, you know, even those little split seconds then at start adding up, they become minutes, then become hours yeah. and become days over you know the term of someone's career um and you you look at it's all about those little things i posted something on social media i think it was yesterday um to my story saying you know um small disciplines are underrated mm -hmm. uh, and it's literally the smallest things you know um uh, reading 20 pages a day can lead to 30 books, you know, in a year, you know, it's like something so little mm -hmm. is so easy to do, but it's also so easy not to do. Mm -hmm. And are we doing those little things? And anyway, to go back to the workstation thing, are you doing the little things to prep yourself to be the most efficient mm -hmm. and the best version of yourself? Not just organizing, organizing yourself for that day, but what about the night before for sure. the that's, following that's day is a say. huge thing. Yeah. Uh, and Goose, you could talk about this, but I mean, he has like cordless tools. So, so if you're, if they're not charged and yeah. I'm sure there's a cord where you could plug it in, but it's just, it's not the same. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, and how are you setting yourself up for the next day? I know myself, I always have a to-do list, a yeah. handwritten old school to-do list of the top five things I have to do the following day. Yeah. Um, when they get done, that's up to the day because, um, you know, in, you know, the way, you know, certain days go, I can knock them all out and the way other days go, I, I can't do them until, you know, uh, you know, time permits or meetings, uh, permit. So as long as they get done, I'm good. Hmm. Um, but that's setting myself up for success sure. for the next day. So I know we use a, a lot of time on gathering yourself in the mornings and making sure everything's ready to rock and roll and then hmm. in operation. Yeah. Um, and then when you come back from a specific break, what does that look like? Um, and again, looking at your workstation and your job and your tasks like they're your own little business. Mm -hmm. Once you start caring for your job, the yeah. tasks that are given to you, sure. once you start owning up to them like they're a little business, like they're your own business within the business, I'm telling you, you're you're going to catapult. Mm -hmm. At some way, some level, someone's gonna recognize you, someone's gonna take notice, um, and something's going to happen or you're just going to outgrow where you are yeah. and you're going to move on anyway. Um, so Goose, talk about a little bit about, you know, you know, your tools and stuff. No. Yeah. So like Prep. now, nowadays, all the, the barber, like clippers and stuff like that, it's work where I, me personally, I'm like 99% cordless. I got one pair of clippers that I still plug in They're They're old school. They're like my favorite. They're my go-tos. I won't ever get rid of them. But so like. At the end of my at the end of my shift or my night or whatever, we have to I clean up my station. Got this little like like this little like blower, clean up all the hairs, off my clippers, sanitize them, 
and I like to get everything ready and organized for like the next day. So I plug them all in, make sure they're fully charged. Um, and just obviously me being the, 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 the owner of the shop, I have to clean up. There's more, there's more that I have to do. Like I, I vacuum the shop, I clean the bathrooms, do all the other stuff. But I try to keep myself ready for the next morning. Yeah. Because like sometimes... What's the importance of that? Yeah, sometimes like you, you, you never know what's going to happen on your... You can get caught up in traffic on your way to work. Like, yeah. I, so my first customer is here at nine o'clock. Our first appointment is. So I try to get here like eight thirty, quarter to eight, or quarter to nine. So um. So I'm ready to go, but sometimes there's like now school starting, so I've been mm. taking my daughter to school. Like her bus has been late, whatever. Yeah. So we're just running around. So, but my nine o'clock appointment. As soon as I walk in the door. My nine o'clock appointment can walk in with me at the same time, mm. and I'm ready to rock and roll right then and there. Yeah, because yeah. I set myself up the night before. Everything's clean, sanitized. All my clippers, all my equipment is charged, ready to go. All I gotta do is, with for entertainment at the shop, turn the TV on, turn the music on, the radio, and that's it. And then, yeah. so I'm ready to start my job. The second I walk in the door, I'm ready yeah. to start my job. Less than two minutes. Yeah, I'm ready to rock and roll. Yeah. So there's no wasting time where I gotta set my station up again, clean it up, yeah. or make sure everything's sanitized. And it's just, I don't know, it makes it easier. So you, I, I, like Lauren always says, what time are you coming home? Like, uh, well, my last one's at 7, so I won't be home until like 7.30, 7.45, because yeah. it takes me a half hour, 45 minutes to clean up the rest of the shop, you know? So I'd rather take that time at the end of the day to set myself up for the morning. I'm not a huge morning person, so like, if I, if I can just walk in and just get right to work, that's like, that's key. That works for me. I love it. And what, what about you, Gabe? Do you have anything that you kind of prep yourself or set yourself up for the following day or maybe the morning of? So I generally, like, I know a couple of tasks I have to do. Because, like, there's a couple things I always, like, for, like, being reassigned whatever. It's, like, the night before, like, I'll set that up, whatever. Like, before I head out for the night, like, I'll set up the stack of papers I need to, like, you know, go through. Or, like, I know I have, um, sometimes I get reports I have to go through to make sure, you know, certain open things are, are are closed by like a certain period of time i'll get i'll print out those reports the night before make sure i have it all set to go because like i those type of things i like to do in the morning so it's like i make sure that's all printed out ready to go so when i come in the morning i just start going through all the different you know files whatever and make sure it's at least sent out properly so i you know if anything else needs to be like re-gone through again it's, it's i have that done by the morning and then i usually do by the afternoon like i by winding down by like 11 or 12 that I'm already starting like, figuring out like oh what I have to do. I'm gonna have to make some phone calls stuff for the afternoon. I usually leave that to there, and it's like at least I know I have a certain like schedule, and I kind of try to abide by that. You know, there's always extra duties assigned, whatever you know, random stuff comes up. But uh, at least I, I have an idea of at least a daily idea of like what I need to do for that particular day. I mean, I have, it's pretty much a, a routine for the most part. But I mean, there's always extra stuff that comes in there. But I try to stick to at least. The two main things of like first thing like the reports and stuff in the morning and like the extra phone calls and stuff I had to do in the afternoon and whatnot. Yeah, no, it's huge. Um, I th I think one one additional thing or tip I I'll leave is when uh, for my to do list uh, or things that I may think of while I'm already commuting back yeah. home. 
I email myself, which sure. sounds so funny, but I email myself. It's almost like a reminder. So when I go in the next day and looking at my emails, it's like, oh yeah, I got to remember to reach out to this person regarding yeah. X, Y, and Z issue. And I think me, you kind of mentioned that yeah. not too long ago too. It's like I do. I if I something like if it's something I have to take care of, I'll I set alarm 15, 20 minutes early. So I'm like oh, I'm gonna do this here, and I, you know I'll, I'll make sure to crank it out. Same thing with with um, follow up. When I have to follow up mm. with somebody, um, a lot of times it's. Uh, maybe a contract, maybe something you do on a regular basis, maybe a monthly basis. There's reports that I have to uh, submit and, and and actually process on a monthly basis. So it's not something I'm doing every single day. Yeah. So it's easy to forget if you're only doing it once a month. Mm-hmm. Sure. Um, so I have reminders on my calendar of, you know, run this report, you yeah. know, enter this data. Then, then it'll alert you, whatever. Whatever platform, yes. And so... Those are the things that keep you on, and it's, yeah. and it's funny that something so little like that takes under thirty seconds to set up. Under yeah. thirty seconds, and when I tell you that has saved me, um, I, I couldn't even tell. I, I mean, it's 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 exponential mm. uh, for the level of organization that helps and provides, and lack of fear and worry. Yeah, because I know I, I put it in there somewhere. Um, there's even ones I have backup reminders for yeah. uh, if it's that important. Sure. Um, and you know we have vendors and things like that that I have to stay on top of for uh, specific things and make sure we follow up with them on that. Um, you know to provide coverage or whatever they had promised us. You know. Mm. Um, and so you know those are little things. Again, nothing extravagant. But when you add an organized desk, a to-do yeah. list from the night before additional emails on your way home or or um uh reminders i should yeah. say mm-hmm. uh all that little stuff adds up for yeah. a successful day the following um uh, you know you could, yeah because then you forget that one thing i was like oh three hours later and like then you're scrambling oh to do my it. gosh and it derails what you're currently doing yes. um or you could be in the middle of a meeting like, <gasps> and yeah. now you're not paying attention at that 100%. during that meeting you know um because you're, you're worried about the other thing that wasn't done absolutely um all right, so to transition to another topic that I enjoyed was power versus authority. The author defined the important difference between power and authority. Authority is always built on serving and sacrificing for those you lead, which comes from identifying and meeting legitimate needs. The role of the leader is to serve, to meet the needs of their people. So to go back on power and authority. So authority is... People, it's almost like people responding to you Mm. based off of their actual experience with you and the way you've kind of interacted with them in the past. Um, And so they have that level of, you know, you have authority when you walk into the room because of X, Y, and Z, which is way different than power. Power is almost like just position. Mm. Like you have power because of your position. Yeah. Wait, you understand the difference? It's way different than authority. Like mm-hmm. you have authority over people, they respect you, and they're like, "Oh wow!" Kind of like a, a presence. Or- yeah, and you don't. It, it has nothing to do with a position. Mm-hmm. You could be the lowest on the, the you know, whatever, sure. and you can have authority. Yeah. In the way you talk, right, um, or in the way you address things, mm. that's how people come up in the rankings. Almost is because they. They act and speak from a level of authority. I mean, it's kind of like respect or... Yeah, sort of. Uh, But it's also backed by like knowledge and experience. So yeah, it's like I can respect somebody. That doesn't mean they have an authority in something, right? But if someone is... um, It's almost like they're bringing the experience. Mm. They're bringing kind of the confidence too. And then there's like, I respect that 
part. So I'm listening because they're author- they're, they have that authoritative, authoritative like approach almost mm. to how they do. Where someone's power, I'm only literally solely listening to them because of their position. Sure. Mm-hmm. I'm only listening to this guy because he's my boss. Yeah. Right. Where someone with authority, he could be like my counterpart, and I'm listening to him because he knows what he's talking about, and I respect you know, where he's coming from, because I've seen him do the work, mm. because he's helped me and I've helped him. Um, whereas someone could, you know, you, you see it all the time with uh, maybe uh, companies that are ran overseas and the owner's actually on, on another country. Yeah. And then they fly over and everyone's like stops and freezes. That's power, Yeah. you know? Um, and so people stop and freeze just because they know where you are on the totem pole, so to speak, mm. where you are in rankings. Um, so you want to have the authoritative voice, mm. uh, you know, uh, in any dealing, whether it's at home or at work. Um, another important thing was uh, authority and leadership. Um, and, and this is coming from chapter four, if you're trying to uh, hone in on the servant, a simple story about the true essence of leadership by James Hunter. Check out chapter four. Specifically, these listed characteristics of authority and leadership. Honest, trustworthy, good role model, caring, committed, good listener, held people accountable, treating people with respect, gave people encouragement, positive, enthusiastic attitude, appreciated people, patient, kind, humble, respectful, selfless, forgiving, honest. And uh, so what what I want to, uh, you know, and that's quite a list, right? I mean, kind of... um, uh, like over, it's like over the top too. At sure. the same time, like okay, this guy's a perfect <laughs> person. Um, but but let's talk about the bold ones. I, I highlighted a few and how we're all experiencing trials and tribulations. And the true difference is how we wear it. So mm. gave so so the four I want to talk about is gave people encouragement. Positive, the person's positive, has an enthusiastic attitude and appreciated people. I'll rewind back. Gave people encouragement, positive, they have a positive attitude, they have an enthusiastic attitude, and they appreciated people. The reason why I'm highlighting these things is because we often encounter people who we always say, oh, you're always happy. Mm. Oh, you're always positive. Um, Oh, everything goes your way. Oh, you're always lucky, right? And we fail to realize, do you truly think that that's true? Do you really think that that's an actual possibility in this crazy world we live in? Do you really think that person's always that lucky? Sure. Do you really think that person's always that happy? Do you really think that person's always that uh, uh, enthusiastic about things? No. The person wears it differently. Sure. Okay? So we all go through trials and tribulations, right? We all have our troubles. We all have our struggles. Everyone behind the scenes, uh, regardless of the front or makeup that they're putting on at their workplace, at home they have things going on. Now, they could be high, they could be low, but there's things going on. Yeah. Because sometimes someone could have a very good thing going on, but it's highly stressful. Sure. Right. So that doesn't mean, oh, it, you know, it's a bad time for them and they're going through. No, someone could be stressed out on, on a really good thing. Mm. Right. Just as much as someone could be very stressed out on a very bad thing. Yeah. You know, like their car just broke down. They lost their job and, you know, they're sick, you know, and it's like, yeah. well, there's a lot going on there. Yeah. Um, you know, and, and there's there's a lot of uh, uh, 
assumptions that are being made on a day-to-day basis. But the reason why I'm highlighting these is because it's a true leader. Mm. A true leader has the ability to wear their struggles differently and know when the appropriate time is to show that. Yeah. There's, it's, you know, maybe on a break room or to your boy, hmm. you can, you can like kind of let loose and explain, you know, what's going on. And, you know, I'm not saying to hold everything in. I'm talking about, we're talking about leadership at a workplace or leadership at home. Hmm. You don't always have, you should not be hold, you should not be wearing all the negative things that are happening to you at all times. Like it makes no sense. Also, you're putting a burden on other people when you do that, Right. And so, because they don't know how to react to you. Whoa! It's like, what's going on? You ever you ever work with someone who ever every you come in every single day and it's like walking on eggshells? So, you don't know what you're going to get. Yep. It's a different person every single day. It's not fun. Yeah, it's not fun. So, and again, we're talking about leadership here. Yeah. So, you know, there's some people who are not, you know, ready for that role or whatever, and that's fine. But if you're trying to help develop yourself to get there, these are the things that are important. Mm-hmm. Again, it's the little things. Mm-hmm. As we've been talking, it's a very s- similar yeah. pattern, a common thread that's going through all this. They're very little things we're talking about. Well, and it's fine too. Is like let like you highlight these ones because like a lot of times you hear like in corporations stuff too is like uh, you don't feel appreciated, and it's always you know the only time you hear anything is always negative. Yes. So it's like that, it's funny, like two of the four things is, is that, or are you just encouraging, I mean, enthusiastic, like all that stuff encompasses yeah. like a lot of big gripes with just corporations in general. Yeah. For big corporations. Yeah. Right? So go back to the original concept I'm talking about. If you treat your position, whatever position that is, even if you are the owner of the business, if you treat it like it's your own, you own it, and it's up to you for this to be successful, mm-hmm. you are going to be encouraging you're going to be positive you're going to have an enthusiastic attitude and you're going to appreciate those around you because those are the items that are going to help turn things around Mm -hmm. um now is it always going to be that way no are you going to have a bad day yes we're talking about majority right um when, when when you put the negative on a scale and the positive on a scale what i'm talking about is that the 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 um uh the positive the positive should outweigh the negative. So it yeah. should sit lower, right? Sure. Um, and so how are you approaching the everyday? Because it's not for the big things. You ever you ever see someone who kind of gets almost, um, like switches things up a little bit. Uh, may, maybe they, you know, found a new significant other or something mm. like that and all of a sudden they, they kind of act different sure. you know in a good way yeah. <laughs> like they're in a new groove you ever yeah. see that like it's kind of fun to watch because they're kind of on the beam and that's kind of where we should be mm. at you know the majority of the time but kind of we fall off that and kind of not appreciate the situation and fall off and not become enthusiastic anymore and i become a little jaded i guess yeah you become a little jaded but if you think about that, when when you kind of you have whatever that is going on mm. and the excitement that there is, how, how much how many things bother you? Not that much, yeah. Right? Just also, everything, you just, slide right everything off. slides right off. That's okay. That's all right. I got <laughs> I got I got a good thing going, you know. Yeah. Um, and it's funny, but if you have that level of attitude towards your everyday experience, mm. and again. I'm not saying it's going to be perfect, but I'm telling you, your whole day and your career is going to look totally different in a very good way. Um, again, I say this all the time because people say, oh, you, you know, you have luck. You're, you're always positive. I wear it differently. Sure. I'm still going through 
crazy things. Sometimes maybe even way crazier than whatever you're going through <laughs> or vice versa. I'm not saying it's better or worse. I'm just saying that everyone's going through things. The way I express it is totally different, though. And maybe behind closed doors, like those close to me get to hear some of that stuff. But I'm not saying that mm. the kind of things to everyone. Anyway, so, so the, whole, the whole thing is just be kind because everyone's going through their own struggles. You yeah. just don't know what they are. Mm -hmm. Don't assume just because someone has a smile that everything's yeah. gravy. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Um, but again, we're talking to leaders here. Mm. We're talking about the servant leader where they're more concerned um, on a go day-to-day -day basis trying to resolve issues for their people. Yeah. Um, all right, so let's switch it back. Let's switch up again uh, to another topic, um, which is love. And I know this sounds super strange. And if this sounds super strange to you, that means I'm pretty sure you have not re yet read The Servant, a simple story about the true essence of leadership by James C. Hunter. The reason why I say that is because how he describes and explains love is way different. When you think of love, guaranteed, most people, I'm not saying everyone, um, are thinking about a feeling. Or like romantic love? Yeah. Well, initially, oh right God. off the bat. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What I'm talking about is the uh, unconditional hmm. love. Um, and what, what he's talking about is the unconditional uh, love, really agape, and how we should behave towards others, not the noun describing how we feel, to love on them by your actions. Um, and that's very different. You, we, we've all heard the, you know, the, the, the verse to love thy neighbor, and people mm. are like, that's a feeling. Like, how can I love thy How can I love my neighbor? I don't even know him. Yeah. But the, the, it means to love on him. Mm. But it mean, it's love, but it means to love on him. So if he forgot to close his garage door, knock on his door, hey, listen, you forgot, I don't, you know, I don't want anything to happen, close your garage door. Yeah. Your trash can's rolling down the hill, I went and got it for you. That's loving on, that's love. Except we keep thinking of it as love, like I have to have a romantic love. It's not that. Yeah. It's loving on them the way you would your child, your friend, another loved one. Like the golden rule type. Yes, stuff. exactly. Um, and so when you think of it that way and you love on your people, whether they're part of your organization, whether it's your friends and family, you're going to then see a huge difference on what it means to uh, love thy neighbor. Mm. And again, we're talking to the leader. So this is going to play a huge role because you're going to get folks who aren't necessarily operating on the same level you are and might have had a bad day, might have came in just by the you know skin of their teeth, mm -hmm. had a flat tire or whatever. Um, and so you have to love on them. You have to understand and accept that, yes, this is not their day today, mm. um, and, but to help them as much as you can and where they're going to accept it. Um, and just know that uh, they may not, you know, accept it the way you would like for them. But sure. then you still have to, quote, love on them yeah. and that be okay with that and kind of proceed. Now, if things become a pattern, right, if someone's just constantly blowing you off or constantly has a th – that's different. I'm not talking yeah. about that. I'm talking about, like, the odds and ends things here and there. Sure. So someone just had a, literally had a bad day uh, or somebody just – maybe say, said the wrong thing. Yeah, more out of the ordinary stuff. Yes. I'm saying if someone's just a bad worker and you just keep blowing it off, and that's not the, what I'm talking the about. You need to address it, that yeah. issue. That yeah. issue needs to get addressed. Sure. But what I'm talking about is, you know, the day-to-day the, the -day things yeah. where help your people, love on them to get them to the next level. Sure. Love on them to smooth things out. 
teach them a lesson while maybe they didn't handle a customer or a phone call the best way or the most professional. Coach them through that. Yeah. That's loving on them. Because, yeah, then they'll want to go to bat for you because you're doing it like in a more tactful way, not just yes. like, you know, it's always, you know, what we always, it's always a constant reprimand as opposed to exactly. an encouraging way of doing it. So on page 124, there's a, t- there's a diagram titled Love and Leadership, and it describes these concepts. Um, it's about six to seven concepts. Um, actually, it's more than that. Sorry, it's like nine. And what it means to love on your people. So patience, having patience is showing self-control. Kindness, giving attention, appreciation, and encouragement. Humility being authentic and without pretense or arrogance, respectfulness, treating others as important people. Let's stop there. Respectfulness, treating others as important people. One of the biggest things I see in every organization um, that I've ever uh, encountered, there's you almost always see the rankings. Yeah. And it's like, as invisible, the, people don't even have to wear badges and you even know the rankings. You know yeah. who's who almost, yeah. right? And so I, I read this concept somewhere. I have no idea where. But it said it treat everyone and every encounter like they're the most important person in the world mm-hmm. because that's who they are to themselves. Hmm. So if you treat them the way they want to be treated – you're just gonna get that in return. So if you're excited about every encounter, again, guys, I'm talking about majority, not every day is gonna be the day to do that, sure. I get it. Yeah. But for the most part, and you're conscious of it, and you're sitting in the elevator, and you're going up to whatever the floor, um, or if you're both waiting for you know, coffee to be, you know, be, you know, uh, get made, whatever it is, yeah, yeah. You're, in, you're around the way. Speak to that person, be truly interested, not a fake, flattery type thing saying like have a true interest in people and truly care about them Mm. it's those little things i guarantee if you do that for one week one week you're going to have such a special experience because no one does it Mm -hmm. no one has that much not many people have that much consideration or or show that much interest in other other folks they just don't just it's just a thing of the past just constantly just walk by each other and just don't yeah get, don't interact people are more passionate about their cell phones that's why they're more passionate about social media more interested in what's going on on their little tiny device yeah. than what's the much larger actual real world mm-hmm. that's what's going mm-hmm. on and it's true so the second you give and even them knowing that they're still going to sit on the elefa- elevator and look down yeah. You know, but if you were to go to that per- while on the elevator and say, hope you're having a good day. Um, how's everything going? Um, and you just that one little thing, that little entryway into the thing. There's like this person talked to me. Most mm. probably 90 percent of people will get on the elevator, won't even say anything to each other. Yeah. Um, again, it's those little things Not every interaction is going to be perfect. Um, but respectfulness, treating others as important people. It's huge. Selflessness, meeting the needs of others. Forgiveness, giving up resentment when wrong. Honesty, being free from deception. Commitment, sticking to your choices. Um, results, service and sacrifice. Setting aside your own wants and needs. Seeking the greatest good for others. Um, so anyway, chapter four, check it out. 
you know, when they're talking about love, I thought it was super interesting. I started laughing. I'm like, this is a leadership book. What is going on? <laughs> um, and then they break it down. You're like, wow, very powerful stuff. Uh, and one of the last topics, one of the last topics, um, is influence and environment. So chapter five discover, uh, discusses our environment and it's important on creating a healthy one for people to grow and thrive. Grow and thrive. What kind of environment are you providing for your people? Again, we're talking about leaders. Again, we're talking about leaders of family. I'm not talking about just at home. I mean, just at work. I'm talking yeah. about everywhere you go, you're, I'm sure you're a leader of something, whatever that is. Are you creating an environment for people to grow and thrive? Um, and if it's yes, cool. It's just uh, ask yourself, though. Mm. This involves giving our environment constant attention and seeking for areas of improvement where we can serve. Um, and so your environment is going to, it's kind of like what we were talking about earlier about our workstations and prepping for the next day mm. or prepping for them, you know. Your environment is going to play a huge role in your success. And you, at some point, you're going to have to have the ability to manage that. And manage it in a way that's going to stack the odds in your favor. Meaning, are you going to come in, you know, from, you know, two hours of sleep and, you know, try to knock out a double, you know, two shifts uh, with a lack of sleep or, you know, um, knowing you're doing a double and only pack, you know, half of a lunch. Just it's, it's so much little stuff that you can do. Again, packing a lunch, really? Yeah. Uh, again, getting enough sleep. What are we talking about here, guys? It's very basic stuff. This isn't magical things. But if you had a good night's sleep and you packed your lunch, how much? You're way more. You're already on. You're starting yeah. the next day ready to rock and roll, mm -hmm. right? Um, so it's those little things, and you're preparing yourself and, and making your environment one that is going to give yourself and others the ability to grow and thrive. The whole point of this is for us to become more of what we already are, to become the best version uh, that we already, um, uh, the, the best version uh, of ourselves. But to go back, uh, for the example, it's like, you know, we're in the uh, Apple season. They just released whatever, Apple 13 or mm. whatever it is. Every year they come out with the latest version. Yeah. I mean, think about technology just like that. Just like that, in one year, they're, and they're telling you what the upgrades are. Yeah. We all know, of course, it's going to be an upgraded camera somewhere, you know. <laughs> of course. Um, it's going to be smaller, and it's going to have a better battery charge. You know, it's literally the same things. Yeah. But the, the important thing that to, to tap into here is it's, it made an improvement. Sure. At least they can say that they made an improvement. Now, whether they shift things around or who knows or how valid these things are, are we doing that? Are we taking you know, uh, um, into account or uh, the items that we can improve on on a yearly basis? Are we also doing that the way Apple's doing that with their phones sure. or any other, any other company that's upgrading their cell phones yeah. or technology, whatever it is? Are you taking you know, account and listing the things that you can improve on, hmm. right? And knowing, you have to know where you are to know where you're going. Yeah. Like if you want to set up, if you want to set yourself up, if you want to set a goal, you have to know where you are. It's like saying, like, I want to lose 20 pounds. Well, how much do you weigh? 
and you have no idea. Sure. Or you want to lose a percentage, uh, fat percentage, and yep. you don't even know what you know your uh, BMI is. Mm. You know, it's you have to know where you are. You have to take inventory of what you are and what you have. From there, make the adjustments, make the improvements. Mm. Then operate on that level. What is the point of having these upgrades with these phones? When I can guarantee, I don't even know, if there, might, there has to be a statistic out there somewhere. At least, I'll say 50% of people don't even utilize whatever the new technology or new upgrade even is. And if they do, it's, I guarantee it's accidentally. <laughs> like, um, but I'm talking about making, taking inventory, making the adjustments, and then utilizing those changes. Yeah. Why did you improve? For what reason? To better yourself. Then go in that direction. Yeah. Um, and again, use the new improvements. Yes, exactly. Um, but that's just prepping yourself. That has everything to do with your environment, setting yourself up for success. Um, and one of the last two questions are, how does leadership at work carry over to your home? It's pretty, it's pretty simple. Uh, I just have it here. Set the tone and lead by example. Yeah. Set the tone and lead by example. If you're the leader of your household, everyone's legitimately looking at you. You're setting the tone. Mm. So if you come in angry, the whole rest of the house is eventually probably going to be angry, right? If you come sure. in happy, you're going to, because you have such an influence, especially if you have kids, but you have such an influence. And if you come in angry and yelling at everybody, you know, that has an influence on the, I guarantee you change the atmosphere. Yeah. You change the environment. But to go back on the previous topic, are you creating an environment for folks to grow and thrive? It's that same way. Lead by example. Set the, the time, tone. Course, yeah. yeah, set the tone. Lead by example. Um, and then what's your recommendation to anyone trying to become a good leader? Well, I think it's everything you listed before. Yeah. <laughs> Live a disciplined life. And as I mentioned before, and it's, this is actually a quote from the book, we must never forget that people buy into the leader before they buy into a mission statement. Once they have bought into the leader, they will buy into whatever mission statement the leader's got. Isn't mm -hmm. that interesting? So in saying, it's, it's almost saying, you, you know, what you do speaks so loud, I can't hear what you say. You ever yeah. hear that? Yes. It's because it's like, dude, I can tell you, I can tell my kids, oh, you have to work out every single day and you're going to be the healthiest and eat all the healthiest foods ever. And that's how you become the best version of yourself. But they're just gonna do what I'm doing, right? Or they're gonna they're gonna evaluate what I'm saying versus what I'm doing, at least. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And whether they copy me or not is is one whole thing. But you can't. You have to again. It's your actions. And yeah. once people see that, whether it's you know your team members or your family members, again leadership here. Once they see that, they'll follow it. More yeah. than likely, they're gonna follow because. You have authority yeah. to go back on the leadership yes. and authority. You've built that respect between them. You've built that rapport between They believe you because you've done it yourself. Yeah. And you pushing the whole do what I say not to do is just trying to push your power. Not Yes. You don't have no, like I said, you have no. no. Right there is a perfect example of yeah. power and authority. Yes. Right there. Um, and so, so there you have it. Um, we like to wrap things up with quotes. First one by Ralph Waldo Emerson. Nothing great was ever achieved without enthusiasm. And the second one by Dale Carnegie. Today is life. 
The only life you are sure of. Make the most of today. Get interested in something. Shake yourself awake. Develop a hobby. Let the winds of enthusiasm sweep you through. Live today with gusto. And again, that book was The Servant, a simple story about the true essence of leadership by James C. Hunter. The servant leader in this episode, the crew covers topics from leadership mentality, old paradigms, influences and environment, power versus authority, love, and much more. We wrap the episode up with quotes from Dale Carnegie and Ralph Waldo Emerson. Awesome. Guys, thanks again for joining us. The Rotated Views podcast was produced for self-development purposes. Huge shout out to our sponsors. This episode is brought to you by the Blessed Lifestyle brand. That is BL3SSED.com. Also sponsored by The Motivation Files Unleashed. This motivational mixtape will be your fuel for success. Available on all platforms. Guys, don't forget to visit the website, JimmyLeeVelez.com. Follow us on Facebook and Instagram at Rotated Views. If you have any inquiries or questions, email us at info at JimmyLeeVelez.com. On behalf of myself and the rest of the crew, we wish you massive success. Stay blessed. Stay blessed.